Hello and good morning. It's uh, Sunday, the 10th of September. It's 8 o'clock, and this is uh, the big kickoff here in Liffey Sounds at 96.4. Yes, and welcome again to the big kickoff here on 96.4 Liffey Sounds. If you want to get in touch with us later on, uh, the number is 087-062-7138. I'm sure Mr. Moore has that already if he wants to start trolling me again like he caught me out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yes, fans, I'm back. Rest not, I'm back. Dave's back here. But uh, unfortunately, Roy is missing for a week as he's on a week's suspension for being sent off as a physio on Friday night. <laughs> Uh, we leave it at that because he can uh, defend himself when he comes back next week. Uh, but uh, no doubt it'll be an interesting story. So I have my good friend and uh, uh, our, I suppose our, our local uh, rugby correspondent, Darren Shields, with us this morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Pogo. How are you, bud? Uh, not too bad. Have you done anything with the Lucan Festival this week? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Fireworks on a Friday night. That's right. Yeah, it should be every Friday. Side, yeah. uh, it was very impressive, actually. Really, and, really. And uh, hopefully it's the start of it getting bigger and better because uh, I was pleasantly surprised because you know... You'd, you, First time you're kind of going, all right, please, come on, be remotely decent. And it was a great show. Oh, I and, thought it was uh, Great crowds. It was great to see everyone there. Jammers. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think tomorrow's going to, or this afternoon now, hopefully the weather. Oh, I have to win that duck race. It's going to be all over. have to win that duck race. And uh, fellow uh, colleagues here at the show are, have been out on the out on the streets for the last few days. And no doubt some of the gang will be down there. So feel free to go down and say hello and uh, put in some requests. And uh, don't forget to tell them that the big kickoff's the best show. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, by uh, the way, we are getting a, a GoFundMe page set up to uh, just sort out Shannon's bail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but uh, just a couple of bits that just to go through. Yeah, obviously we're going to go through the weird, and wonderful uh, what's going on in the last week in in sport, and obviously some of the big uh, topics. Um, but we have a great interview today with uh, one of Luke and Zone, and me and Darren knows him very well, an old teammate of ours, Stephen Kelly, who uh, set off on his travels about fifteen years ago to. Uh, just to get out there like everyone else and uh, now he's currently uh, the conditioning coach at the Sydney Swans and uh, we got in touch with him to see how on earth he ended up there and a, a very insightful interview and it was about two and a half hours before his grand final yesterday so I could see, you could see him in the office of the, the Sydney Cricket Ground so fair play to him for taking the time out yesterday. Ah class, absolutely super story, really yeah. looking forward to that. Ah big time, so anyway we're going to kick off as we always do with the Irish and this is Whipping Boy. And that was uh, when we were young by whipping boy. Obviously, the Libertines were trying to get in there ahead of them, aren't they? Cheeky. You're sacked. I, I know, yeah. First day jitters. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to kick off. Um, I'm going to kick off with a little uh, feel-good story because we're going to have a bit of an NFL team this week. Uh, obviously, uh, the kick, uh, it started on Thursday with New England being defeated by Kansas City, I think. Yep. 
Um, I don't know the exact sort I have it for later on. We're going to have a little quick idiot's guide about uh, the NFL for anyone who's a bit like us. Now, we know a little bit about a little bit, but anyone who's really... Oh, I might give it a go this year. We'll, we'll, we'll try and help you and, and steer you right. And then after Stephen's interview, we're going to go through some of the best uh, American movies, American uh, football absolutely. movies. Absolutely. It's going to be caps backwards... Eskies, the whole lot. <laughs> so to start, it's a bit of a feel-good story. You've seen it during the week. Uh, the USC Trojans, University of Southern California, massive uh, American football team. Um, basically, uh, there's a guy, he lost his sight, Jay Golson, when he was 12, but he was determined not to let it stop him from playing for the Trojans. And he ended up in college there, and he's worked away and worked away and worked away, and he finally hit the field uh, the other day. It was the last play of the game, well, one of the last play of the games, and he was in the snap. So he has to kind of throw backwards yeah. about 10, 12 yards to the kicker uh, wouldn't that be about bit, that nah, distance a bit longer for that it's yeah. the long snap yeah. oh yeah it's the long snap yeah it's not just yeah. handing it back he yeah. had to physically throw it so he's been working at it and working at it and uh, yeah official game yeah. they won and uh, they kicked the point no problem and um, he just said it turned out to be a beautiful moment now yeah. whether he's going to stick around I'm not too sure but it was just it was a headline that just grabbed me and I was like oh, fair play class. I do, I no, do know be a movie. Guy, I do know of a guy that spent a couple of summers over in America and he did say that um, he got talking to a, a, a kid in a hotel in America that he was staying in and his father was an American football coach and yeah. as most coaches all dads listening in would say you always want your son to you know be that superstar and make the top league and he tried him at every position. He was like, oh, no, no, not going to happen. He's not quick. He's not that strong. Yeah. He's not, he doesn't have those hands. He doesn't have the agility. But he's like, I'll train him to be a long snap. So yeah. it's a separate guy. The center is usually the guy that does the little flick through the legs. So that's a specific position as well. Long snap is in the specials team. Special teams. Right. So he comes on with the kicker and <laughs> the guy that does the punts and all that kind of I stuff. I love American football. So he just practiced at this. And he could do a 20 to 30 meter snap on the money every single time and that's all he had to do and that was it and it's massive money you're still you're like you're talking six figure sums for I'm actually struggling to say something just else like, yeah we would have made we would have made it in some role wouldn't we if we oh. lived in no, no. alright fair enough have you seen the percentage my dream have after a couple of points I usually rate? say at some point I would have made it in some professional sport in America yeah I would but like probably not the ones that pay all the money <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah oh god yeah I can only imagine uh, anything there my good sir uh, rugby yesterday oh yeah 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 yeah. go yeah. ahead with uh, wins across the board for the Irish teams um, which was great Connacht got a win um, yesterday against the Southern Kings Southern so, Kings they seem to be the better of the two are they yeah but the two the two of them are taking a hiding like, and what's the, going on have they lost their best players to the 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 was it is what's it now is it now the Pro 15 still or what's it called down, down the, there because it's been reduced it's still 14 I think isn't it well they've lost some of their best players to the other South African teams or? they kind of have but they were never that strong okay. but again you've okay. also got the problem like, the problem with Super 14 across the board you see with the Australian teams as well is They've only got so many good players. Yeah. And they've tried to spread them across. Because they're trimming the Australian teams at the end of this season, am I right, Simon? Well, they're trying. Okay. And there's murder in Perth at the moment because they're trying to get rid of the Western Force. Right. Okay. And the problem is now they've said they will bankrupt the league with lawsuits (laughs) uh, if they try to get rid of them. Because Perth has said, look, well, we we have the players, we have the fans. There's some millionaire has come in and said, I will bankroll everything. And he said, I will buy in the best players on the planet worse than they're doing in France just to really yeah. it's that proper Australian attitude yeah. I wasn't going to do anything 
until you bloody made me. <laughs> <laughs> and how they're going to have a go. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that kicks off. Um, just a big shout out past yep. people. Lad I used to coach. Oh, yeah, there's a good uh, Tom Farrell coach of Castlenock College and ex student Tom Farrell. Tom Farrell, super player. Yeah. Super player. Is, uh, had gone, had been with Leinster, went across to England for a while, and then came back with Connacht last season and has really kind of taken on the mantle there. Uh, filling in for Robbie Henshaw since Henshaw moved to, to Leinster so himself and Bundy Aki were ripping it up yesterday yeah. and Tom managed to get the first try in when they beat uh, Will that put him on the radar is a bit early? Uh, I don't know Or else he'd be duly noted anyway Well I don't know there's kind of there's a couple of centres to kind of be up yeah. ahead of him now you've got McCluskey up the north is doing well for yeah. himself uh, obviously Ulster a centre short at the moment due yeah, to yeah. legal reasons <laughs> which we shall not go into uh, <laughs> yeah I know, yeah, we're, we're, we're too small for it we haven't got the money to fight we, we, we can't afford that we can't afford that we put all the legal budget into Shano <laughs> <laughs> free free to Shano won free to Shano won he, he may uh, or may not be back next week Munster looked handy yesterday yeah. um, Ulster nearly did their usual we have lovely players we're all going great and yeah. let's try and throw it away against the bottom of the league team but uh, they hung in they got their 21-14 win against Treviso away uh, they could be in trouble next week against Scarlet right okay and uh, now unless they're looking tidy well, they were, results wise they look tidy mm. uh, game wise they were atrocious like they right. were just throwing stuff away for the first half of the game they only like what was it 15-9 or 15-6 with about 20 minutes to go so when it, it finished up 37-9 yeah. but they ran in three tries in the last and 10 minutes they're off on the travels now aren't they they are mini tour down to South Africa. Is that the way it's going to work now? Where when you go, you go for the two matches. Yeah, and I'd, I'd imagine it's the same thing with the South African teams where right. they come up, which makes do sense. two, three matches in a row, yeah. in and probably set themselves up at a European base somewhere yeah. that they can kind of yeah. keep coming okay. out of. Um, but yeah, I kind of hope they they let them have a bit of a tour of it. Okay, you know that kind of way that you know you're going to South Africa for a week, a week and a bit, yeah. you get two games in. They'll have a day off there somewhere. Yeah. Let them have a few points. Let them, <laughs> let them go on safari. Yeah, because we, we want something yeah, to talk about. We want to hear about midget throwing and, I'll, I'll, and uh, small people throwing. Well, let's just... Let's get a picture of Devon Toner beside a giraffe. Yeah, yeah. punching a shark. Oh, nice. <laughs> Sean O'Brien in the shark tank. Did you see him on there? Uh, speaking of which, see him playing against Ryan Tuberty on Friday night? Shows you me age here. I did not. Yeah, well, Sean O'Brien was on, obviously, and uh, the playing championships is coming up. So they went out to the fields of Montrose there and did a play at the end. And let's just say, I have to say, incredibly even, incredibly level, well impressive. <laughs> you've been you've been reading up, have you? No, just by looking at it, I was like, that looks really impressive compared to Ryan Tuberty's obscure, um, let's just say, abstract version of Playon. <laughs> I can see you doing your little stats now, just sort of work it out. Like, oh, no, I look at the state of furrows. <laughs> That, that's desperate stuff <laughs> well uh, no fair play to him and he won this big five foot trophy I was well impressed with it but uh, now he's a good lad and fair play to him uh, Ravel Morrison do you remember him he's one, he was the next great big thing uh, to come out with Man United's Academy yes v- uh, yeah bit, yeah, of, yeah, bit yeah. of a bad boy the whole lot and then went on a bit of a whistle stop tour all over the place ended up at Lazio and yeah. he had one wonder goal which I'm trying to go back into my archives here I think it was West Ham under Sam Allardyce and that was it he was getting England call-ups the whole shebang um, has now joined Mexican club Atlas on transfer deadline day wow exactly and Sam Allardyce believes the club's former midfielder was the biggest waste of talent he has ever worked with 
I do like the idea of journeymen, though. Like, proper. Yeah. I'm just, you're going to, you'd find about, like, Irish players. Mm. You know what I mean? You'll find some guy that's playing David Connolly. Oh, I play for Excelsior. Excelsior. And he's probably a cult hero still to this oh, day. He's a legend. But, uh, yeah, he's gone to Atlas, so my prediction is he'll be done for, like, drug trafficking or something in the next six months, probably. He'll be a mule. I'm just going around to the States. Yeah, on break. Come here. He'll make he'll bring make a package cam- out for making us, cameos on Netflix appearance. <laughs> you know, Netflix shows. Yeah, Chapo. Narcos season 28. <laughs> <laughs> when they got the ex-Premier League start. <laughs> They have to no, they still have to go through Hagita and a few others. Oh yeah, before yeah, we yeah, get to that. that. Have you seen the new season? No. No, no it's no, good. No. I had to stop because I said, nah, the missus will love this. So I'm actually back at season one where after bashing through onto season two, it's it's brilliant. Where do you, where do you stand on watching the, the, the box sets with the missus? Like is it technically down the dirt if you skip ahead? If we're watching the same one, I would be highly offended. Yeah. I would as well. So I suppose, yeah, for me, if I did a tour, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Louis van Gaal. <laughs> yes. Louis van Gaal has uh, finally uh, opened up on his Man United second. And to his therapist? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he's finally cracked any typical uh, back at home in Holland. And he's pretty much said, the pressure was enormous with my head in the noose and they went right behind my back. I think it was orchestrated like a film and it was done very much behind my back right from as far back as the January. So he said, look, if I was told quite clearly, here's what's going on and there's going to be the big long-term project with Mourinho, I'd have given it everything and I'd have even helped set up, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. He said, no, they'll use me as a pawn and blah, blah, blah. The usual. But look, that's what happens, unfortunately, in the game. I reckon he's right, though. Oh, well, it was shit of a day, I'd say he's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's finally speaking up, so you'll see it in most of the Sunday papers today. There's a few bits and bobs and sound bites about it. So, ah, look, he steadied the ship a little bit went a bit cr- in fairness when he first bought Falcao and Di Maria I was fearful I was like Jesus mm. you're not going to back on straight away and it never happened for either of them there unfortunately Di Maria obviously probably I don't think he's all really the whole thing. I think when he first got there he went shit no I'm out of here the wife's not happy and Falcao was only coming back from that injury and it's only now you can start <coughs> excuse me you can see him at Monaco starting to show the class that he used to have yeah, yeah. so he just got him unfortunately probably a season too early but um, but that's the risk you take and then with that it, when you're that soon after kind of all the success yeah no matter what you do if it's not successful and look good yeah they're not going to be happy no absolutely um, in US Open last night it was an all-American tie between Sloane Stevens and Madison Keys and Sloane Stevens made it very easy work 6-3 six, 6 love I want an American golfer name <laughs> Bryson DeChambeau and all that oh. yeah there's too many we could have it that, that, that's a top three we're going to come up with in the next few oh, weeks top three that, American that, golfer that, names that, that's a battle yeah no. that is a battle <laughs> that's, see your that's the, yeah that's, that's nearly uh, like one of those ways there should be a formula to work yeah. out oh. your golfing name superb um, yeah she made that light work of Madison Keys 636 love I always find it a bit baffling there's one or two of these um one or two of these tennis players get on a great run, get to the final, and then just get absolutely obliterated. But Sloane Stevens has a good. She's been out for eleven months with a foot injury, and she was ranked nine hundred fifty-seven in the world only six weeks ago. What? So she's obviously come back with a massive bang. She How long was she out for? Eleven months. Ouch. Yeah. So with a foot injury, but she's back. I think she's one. Of, I think she's Lindsay Davenport's protege. I did see Lindsay Davenport in the crowd. Exactly. And uh, big bang hitter, uh, ace hitter Kevin Anderson of South Africa has taken on the left arm that is Rafa Nadal later on today. It's a beautiful arm. <laughs> it really is. It's a freak. Because if you see him with it's the a other- tremendous gift to himself, I'd say. <laughs> 
And in La Vuelta, España, <laughs> the Tour of Spain, Chris Froome was all but pretty much sealed. Yeah. Uh, the it's the red jersey in uh, yeah, it's the pink jersey in the Giro and the red jersey in the Vuelta. He's pretty much yep. all but sealed. He'll be the first guy since June of nineteen or first guy since nineteen ninety five um, to have done a double the the Tour de France uh, Vuelta double since it was moved. It used to be in the spring, and there was a good gap, so hence the double was done a couple of times. Yeah. But since it's been moved to literally two or three weeks after, it's a very rare thing. Yeah. Good luck to him. Fair play to him, but. You can't help but always be a bit. Mm. Yeah, He's you're starting got, to hit. I've seen Icarus. Yeah, yeah, exactly that too. But yeah. you're, you're starting to get Lance Armstrong type statistics. You are, and Lance never failed. Is this his first time running the Vuelta? It's the first Vuelta. I think it's four, uh, four Tour de France. I know he missed one, so yeah. but he's won three in a row, and it's his fifth or sixth major tour. So I'd say if he pushed it, he could do all three in a year. Obviously, he probably doesn't want it. He doesn't want to make it look obvious. Maybe see this is the t- this is a sad fact. That it guy is, could be the absolute could just ultimate the human specimen. Yeah, um, but he, he just destroy- can't help it. He destroys people on time trials. Uh, he's ridiculous time trials and in the mountains. It's just phenomenal the way the team Sky do it. They literally right off you go and one of the lads just hairs off and they're slow to pick off one guy. Then, then yeah. he'll go because he's dead. He's he's knackered. Yeah. The next guy will go for it and they'll pick off another guy. And before you know it, it's just. Freeham's ultimate right hand man and just him because everyone else is gone yeah. and that's how he gets his minute or two and then of course time trials and everything he just solidifies it and uh, and apparently this is an, <clears throat> an incredibly tough Vuelta very uh, much more mountainous than a lot of them before and a lot of lads pulled out going no I'm not doing it yeah. Freeham was able to win quite comfortably literally within two or three weeks after winning the tour so unfortunately you have to kind of everyone kind of goes oh fair play to him but well having uh, tried my first cycle into work there on Friday <laughs> I have a new appreciation I tried to do Somerton Hill <laughs> I got about as far as Brian Lenehan's house and then I had to nah. and even then I struggled walking the rest of it oh, I can imagine and just a quick shout out before we go to the ads uh, Bluebell put up a great fight against Shamrock Rovers there the other night in the I FAI know. Cup they beat 4-2 gave him a bit of a scare it was 1-0 2-1 yeah. I don't know whether they pulled it back to 2-0 well, but uh, great for uh the Leinster senior side uh, to put it up to them and uh, Rovers uh, march on yep um, oh, I was really hoping Bluebell were going to do a number on them ah, you the, never the, know the exactly the like, sniffs there see like, Rovers are obviously going to push for it and they're going to have a fairly strong side because obviously toured it would be quite important and to nick Europe yep. but the league is done so obviously to go all out and grab a, title, grab a trophy for the, for Rovers who are obviously expectant of trophies consistently and slowly but surely it looks like it's clicking especially beating Cork the week before so Times are good. I'd like to think it's because our first show we got Stephen Bradley on. I think we've inspired him now. You know, absolutely. Yeah, well, I'll take the credit. There could be absolutely no other reason for our bugger. <laughs> anyway, we're going to take a quick break and then we we'll come back with more some of the bigger uh, the bigger uh, stories in the world of sport. Welcome back to Liffey Sounds here in 96.4 with the big kickoff. So, uh, just a quick uh, a nod to Celtic Class 3 yesterday in the National Stadium last night. Stephen Sharp, the promoter, and all the boys and local lad John Joyce came up with the goods again last night with uh, a fourth round, um, 
with a fourth round win over Jamesy Gorman he won on points uh, quite convincingly and uh, it was up against I think Regan Buckley's for a fight tonight and the fourth round was an absolute belter he caught him apparently he should have put any man down yeah. Jamesy stood up and then the two of them just went toe to toe for the full three minutes and uh, they got a standing ovation after the round for an absolute cracker so he's off uh, to an unbeaten start now he's now 2-0 and And, uh, onwards and upwards and no doubt he'll be uh, on to us again soon to let us know when he's on on again so we wish him all the best really really looking forward to seeing this for him obviously Eric Donovan was was the main attraction and he won his first title at Celtic Celtic uh, belt against Welsh champion Di Davis couldn't get more of a stereotypical Welsh name I know yeah but he uh, put in a very classy performance and he won on points and then one of the other the, the, the main support was Regan Buckley against Carl MacDonald and by all accounts it was an absolute six round war uh, where he came out uh, victorious so uh, it's job well a, done by all also says an awful lot about your promotions that that's the kind of quality that they're pushing exactly you know what I mean that's a, that's a night to especially, like, especially if you're going to Real people out from Ireland and from your own homes on a that's Saturday night. That's what you need. You need yeah. good, good old fashioned matchups where lads are. It's it's going to be fairly fifty, or it's going to be attacking. People don't want to see people just standing off each other and yeah. tipping away. So by all accounts, a cracking night. A uh, few competition winners went in and had a great time. And uh, yeah, well done to all. And hopefully we'll see them again soon. Yeah, absolutely. So that's just cool. to kick off some more of the bigger news stories. Uh, Darren, the championship went on the rugby championship. Is yeah. it called the rugby championship? What's the official title? The championship. Oh, the championship. So yeah. there you go. So screw you, Six Nations. Oh yeah, absolutely. So uh, New Zealand, I literally only caught the last 20 minutes uh, as we, we did Steve's interview yesterday and we came in and doing a few bits, had me breakfast and then turned it on. It was 22 all with 20 minutes to go against Argentina. I was like, uh-oh, this is interesting. It had actually been about 22-15 at one stage to Argentina. Argentina. Right. Um, they had kind of stuck with it, a few penalties at the start, yeah. lovely little drop goal there to kind of get themselves up again. But um, they were able to match the Kiwis with physicality. And again, you get like I know it wasn't in Eden Park, but New mm. Zealand were still at home. Of this course. was in New Zealand. Yeah. Um Bowden Barrett, superstar and all that he is, showed his temperament let the temperament get the best of him. Oh, Got another yellow card. Right. So Yeah, because I just heard it there. mentioned by the commentators, but I didn't see what happened. They just said he's had a bit of a shaky game. Yeah. Um, you're kinda we were all kinda watching with bated breath, just hoping, hoping Argentina would be able to stay with it. Yeah. But then as usual as a, a guy I worked with last year uh, had pointed out he goes watch New Zealand and watch for scoring clusters right so scoring cluster essentially will be like in football you score your goal everybody turns around alright lads next five minutes just keep it tight at the back yeah, yeah. they go next 12 minutes we just score go. as many points as possible right and that's what they do so just go all out just have a, have a look at them and I'll also have a look at them last 20 minutes of every game that's when they absolutely destroy. Just press a button, don't they? Just press a button, and it's just we score, and then we know you have to come for us. So then we're going to go at you even harder again. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just punish, 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 punish. It's it's phenomenal. It's relentless. It's heartbreaking to watch when you're on the receiving. But it's end just of it. an incredible habit, isn't it? Like, and it's just it's just normal for them. Yeah. Like they don't panic. No. And even yesterday, like obviously I only seen that twenty two all. Yeah. But when I turned it on, they're literally on the goal line, yeah. and it was phase after phase. And Argentina were incredible in the tackle, but you could. The little bit I could tell is, I was like, all right, I think they're starting to wane here. Yeah. And of course, they went over and I literally blinked and they got more points, more points. I was like, geez, yeah. it's, it's just... And it's not that spectacular. No. That's, that's the thing when you watch them, you're like going, this is the stuff that you would show to under 12s yeah. and say, that's what we're doing in training. Yeah. And it is, it's just they do it better than everybody else. They do it faster and their accuracy rate is just... That's what I was going to say, like, they limit the mistakes oh, better than anyone. Absolutely. Like, yeah. they're phenomenal. That was the biggest point from looking at the South African teams up in the Northern Hemisphere this week. Um, the mistake rates 
yesterday, mm. like watching Connacht play uh, yeah. the Kings, the amount of knock-ons were phenomenal. Yeah, like, yeah. And it, you're just killing yourself. All that work, and then someone knocks on, someone spills the ball, someone lets it slip. You're just like, all right, here we go, we're going back again. South Africa, internationally, yeah, got a lovely 23-all draw with Australia. Yeah, yesterday. Perth. How did yeah. that game go? Uh, pretty tight in the end. It kind mm. of, I'd say it was a fair enough result. But I know a lot of people now in Australia are starting to get very, very worried. Because again, as we were saying earlier, they've spread themselves very, very thin. Okay. They're paying a huge amount of their uh, international budget, or like as in the, the association budget, is going into paying top players big wages to keep them in the country. Whereas their grassroots is suffering big time because of it. So what you're starting to see now is if the superstars don't do it, yeah. they're going to struggle to have young guys coming in behind them. Whereas, and they'd know, be number two to rugby league over there anyway, as it is, would they? They're about number four or five to in, every, sports. in everything. Yeah. So Jeez. you've got, uh, rugby league, especially in that kind of Sydney, yeah. East coast area. Um, if you're down in Victoria, it's That's all Aussie rules. It's all Aussie rules. Um, cricket everywhere, is it? Cricket beats everything. The cricket is the one thing you, you know, the way we would be that, any kind of sport, bandwagon, we'll watch it, we'll be on yeah. it. That's a very Irish thing to do. Yeah. You go to Australia, everybody has a sport and then cricket in the summer. Okay. But they all love cricket. Okay. Fair but enough. That would be the thing. And so it, rugby unions even further down the charts? It would be because it, it's still seen as a bit of a private school thing over there. Okay. To a certain yeah, extent. Yeah. Um, there would be some kind of areas where it's, it's stronger, but league was always seen as that. It's a bit more TV friendly. It's a bit more kind of Aussie just we'll just bash up. We'll have the big lads and we'll have the Islander lads dropping shoulders and clotheslines into people and breaking people up and fights and the rest of it. So kind of fits in with it. So New Zealand are three from three, am I right in saying that, I think? Yes. And, and they are going to romp it again. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they hopefully Argentina get a couple of good results at home. I think I know that was their best performance apparently so far. I think, yeah, I think Argentina have a f- Australia next. Yeah, at, at home. home. Right. And that, that could be an absolute belter of a yeah, game. Yeah, Cause Argentina yeah. are a great team to watch in fairness. They, they give watching. it everything. I do, like I watched them, um, obviously because we were really heavily focused on the Lions tour uh, during the summer on the Saturday nights at BBC were showing the games and they were two great evenly contested uh, teams. Yeah. And it was just great to watch but the atmospheres are brilliant because they're in the kind of old school kind of uh, um, soccer stadiums where they're literally on top of them on top and yeah. uh, you know the RGs they go, they go for it and everything and it was but, brilliant to watch so yeah well worth to watch next week but again look at look at the programme that they've set up there mm. we're going to go right everybody plays for our Super 14 team mm-hmm. and then you play international so you're basically you've got an international side that plays league all year round against all these in. guys yeah it's class I, I, I'm just I'm delighted to see that team that everybody used to go oh yeah they're just coming in and getting yeah. whooped you kind of hope that O'Shea can do something now in with Italy, Italy, with Italy and yeah. get something the same. Uh, yeah, the more the merrier, absolutely. Yeah. Um, they're still going to struggle trying to again. They're spreading the lads over two teams. Yeah. They've got Zebra and and it's ben an absolute Thorne. juggernaut in Italy in, in football anyway. Yeah, and yeah. it's a religion really. So yeah. it's, it, like in fairness, they have a great support, but it's going to be tough. Now the big news, obviously the big headline yesterday, not necessarily the game and the results, but it was more the incident with uh, Liverpool and Man City, Sandy Omani. When I first initially seen it. I was like, eh, it doesn't look too bad. I think he's in a bit of trouble. And then you see the second time, you're like, oh, okay, fair enough. 
I wouldn't complain about that too much. God love me, nearly took a hole out of uh, Edison's face. <laughs> Edison's face because I really thought he was selling it at the time. I was like, yeah. all right, fair enough. You're after getting it now. The red card is done. Come on. Yeah. And then he's off on the thing. I was like, all right, all right he's yeah. really gone for this. And he then you kind of go, oh, it might be a fracture. I was like, all right, fair enough. Because the angle, you can't really see his face moving all that much. But yeah. there's a still, and yeah. you can go, Jesus. I God love the going. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I don't think it's anything too serious at the moment. Yeah. Um, but it's just yeah, he's going to be heavily. You come in. Where where does the punishment lie? Yeah. Is the punishment with? Does there have to be intent, or should there be a reasonable responsibility yeah, on see, players not to hurt other players? I think Sky Sports News yesterday evening or something. They had the kind of the law. Yeah. Up and you can kind of there's enough sub terms underneath the law that uh, that's the one that's yeah. okay we got him yeah. so to speak so we're covered but it's not even that they were trying to cover themselves it, it was it was blatant I know, it, keeper yeah. comes out pretty much head height so regardless yeah. of what some people were saying ah oh, the goalkeepers are too protected he shouldn't have come down but it wasn't it was head height it was ridiculous yeah. simple as that and none of the boys on the sky panel had a problem with it at all all Carragher really was trying to say was listen lads he didn't mean it. let's he's got punished let's leave it be I thought I level was the one that oh, Neville wasn't too he, he was kind of on side he said he should have had a yellow yeah and that exactly. it was tough that's it was very like, Neville like, yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong when I get up but, <laughs> but they all said they all said no fair enough Cole Torre was there and Thierry Henry who I can't even talk about him I tell you he has to get sacked um, not on 5 million a year he <laughs> is that what he's getting what's going he is the highest paid person in there it's ridiculous anyway moving Mental on money. I haven't got enough time to moan about him <laughs> Um, but Carragher they all said it look it is what it is he deserves it three minutes but let's leave it at that let's not make this bigger than what it is he yeah. didn't mean it I think it's fairly safe he didn't mean it he's yeah. looking at the ball it's just one of them unfortunate things but for Liverpool's thing it just the game was gone then 1-0 down already um, they were actually the better team against the play Man City got a goal then it went down to 10 men and then it just opened up because Liverpool won't kind of go right let's sit back and maybe yeah. try and nick a draw at the end they still tried to play the same way and it was a free-for-all then. So I wouldn't be overly, if, as a Liverpool fan, I wouldn't be overly worried about losing 5 nothing to them. But um, move on. And as Klopp said, it was a great quote yesterday, I'd rather be, uh, I'm not going to do a German accent, I'm too hurt. Uh, <laughs> go on. Hold on, I'd get into character. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that good? Uh, I'd rather be beaten 5-0 uh, once <laughs> That's good. than 1-0 five times. <laughs> So I was like, good on you, you're going to have to wait to look at it. Like it. So anyway, apologies to any Germans listen. But, um, <laughs> so that's the big one. Spurs look back on track, but that's because obviously they're away from Wembley yesterday, beating Everton 3 nothing. And it's because uh, we're, and into kicked off. Oh, we're into September now. Oh, what's this? Harry Kane can score. Oh, he doesn't score in August? He has never, ever scored in August. That's superb. Ever. There you go. No. Hang on, I'll just pick that stat up off the ground. No, you're fair play to you. I'm, well, I'm actually a bit jealous. Yeah. yeah, well done. And Arsenal are back. They won 3 0 against Bournemouth, so that's it. Uh, all's forgiven now, don't worry. That's all right. The banners are only rolled up. <laughs> they haven't put them away. <laughs> and uh, one of the sleeping kind of people, like, uh, now, there's always a good start by the lower leagues, but Watford, after getting a great result there, 2 0 away to Southampton. So everyone's talking about the likes of it's Billich and De Boer. But Pellegrino could find himself in a, a spot of bother if he keeps spitting out some poor results like this. And then yeah, obviously be. he's going to have to get Van Dyke back in. And how's that going to go with the dynamic of the, of the team and the squad? Yeah, exactly. And again, you know, we were all talking about how you know the extra TV money mm. was kind of helping or hindering when mm. it was coming into the transfer thing 
that extra TV money now is going to be putting extra pressure on results. Absolutely. You know what I mean? People are looking around. You're always looking around. teams are improving lower down the, lower down the field. Like you look it. At it, they Brighton, didn't have to sell all their players. Brighton beating West Brom yesterday 3-1. West Brom was a seriously solid side. Yeah. And under Tony Pulis, well out of the machine. Something like that. I probably would have tipped West Brom before the game. Yeah. But Hewton, credit where credit's due. <sighs> he seems to have found... I'd love it if he's found his feet. I'd love him to stay up. Yeah. I still think they are one of the favourites to go down. But it's just... For him, I just give out and see him stay up and, and re, like everyone knows, we know how good a coach he is. I, I give out and just to give him the season. Yeah. Let, let him stand over his results at yeah. the end of the season, but give him a season. Don't do, oh, it's January and we're getting close. We're still yeah. about yeah. 15th, Panic. 16th. We're getting a bit panicky. And then give the other guy the checkbook. And, and let's get rid of him. And you're like, just give him, it's happened to him too many times. Yeah. And yes, we know he's class at championship level and he's this, that and the other. He's got all the, the stats to prove it. Give him a shot. Exactly. Just let the guy have a go. And then see how he gets on. And um, Man, Man United dropped points yesterday away from home to Stoke. My First bleeds. proper test. I'm going to, yeah, I'm sticking the knife in. Well, you see, it, it, you they know did it I mean? last year. Three from three against easy opposition now. Uh, it's it's now, all broken. And now they come up to, against someone with a similar style. <laughs> yeah, yeah, similar style. Yeah, snails. Uh, and then I, I didn't see it, um, but I heard there was another. It, it seems to be involving Mark Hughes all the time. Another handshake row. What was that? Uh, with Mourinho. Uh, I don't think they shook hands Oh, you wouldn't or, shake hands with him? Uh, yeah. Uh, He's like the anti He refused to shake Mark Hughes' hand. But, like, the common denominator in a lot of these seems to be Mark Hughes. Yeah. I know he's had issues with Wenger and a few others. Like, uh, so, you know, I'll give Mourinho a break on this one. Uh, you get to pass for the week. So, to finish up, uh, Premier League tran- uh, the transfer window. The Premier League have voted to close it literally a day or two before the season starts. I've no problem. With so that. they'll still have a twelve-week window. So theirs will be open a bit earlier. The only problem is, at the moment, all the other leagues are still going to be the same, which yeah. is the end of August. So for the first say, two, so for the first two weeks of the season, lads could be pickpocketed away from clubs. Can can they buy players in from outside the league? As long as their window is a, an official window, they can buy. It's like uh, Spain had the extra day. Yeah, they could still buy from anywhere. Yeah, because it's their window. Yes. So. Uh, the Premier Leagues will start. It's a full. T- it's, it's you just can't. I think buy it's a twelve-week window, and yeah. usually they do an easy three months: yeah. July, but uh, June, July, and August. Simple yeah. as that. Well, now it's going to be kind of mid mid May to mid August. Okay. Um, but some of the superpowers who, let's face it, they're all in bed together with the G fourteen or whatever they're called. But yeah. Juventus have stood up and went, "Yeah, we like this. We we agree with this, and that's a great idea." I'm sure they're going to push it through to put it to a vote in Italy yeah, and hopefully yeah. the Spaniard they're like the Spanish and, and all the big leagues because Mourinho even said it he says no problem I, that's why I'm quite happy with it yeah. but as long he said the only permutation because United were one of the ones who voted against it for whatever reason yeah. uh, four or five teams I think City Palace and a few others but his only problem is is that he wants his board to stay strong and say our window is closed as he says but none of my players go either so yeah. don't sell anyone in them two weeks yeah so that's his ultimate goal. I'm gone. Yeah. Fair enough. People can come in and bid, but we just say no. That's Simple it. as that. And Sky Sports had nothing on the middle of August either. <laughs> yeah, Jim, what, what's he going to do? I don't know. That's potentially two windows for him. Yeah, I know. Double bubble. Yeah. But uh, Harry Redknapp sitting outside in the long rover. <laughs> what day is it, mate? <laughs> what day is it? Today is it? Tw- I don't know. Oh, Benji, you're gone, mate. There was a story we had a couple of weeks ago. And ben- you sold Benjani for nine million. It was brilliant. But uh, yeah, it'll be a watch this space with whether the big boys in, in, in the rest of the content follow suit. I think it should be the way. Um, it is what it is. And uh, we'll see what happens. But anyway, we're going to go to a, a quick break and then we'll come back and we're going to give you a bit of an idiot's guide to the NFL. 
Oh, that's a nice little belter. Love that on a Sunday morning. I hope everyone uh, didn't turn up the radio there too much for the end because even I panicked for a second. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was the violent fans with blister in the sun. So NFL season kicks off proper today. Yeah. <laughs> woo! Woo! <laughs> Shannon's not even here to do his woo. And speaking of which, Ric Flair put out a little video there the other day to say he's back and. Uh, you'll all see me soon and never love him. he looked tough he looked like he's been through a good battle but uh, yeah he gave a little video message and gave it a, an hour woo and uh, so Stoyle, don't worry and profile your, hero, your hero's coming back but um, yeah the NFL is kicking off uh, obviously Kansas City took on New England on Thursday in the opener where Kansas won 42-27 um, it all kicks off today apart from the two Florida teams who one of them is Miami Dolphins who's the other Florida team Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah, that game's been postponed because obviously Hurricane Irma <laughs> <Yeah. potentially laughs> it just caused havoc she wasn't kickers. happy that she didn't get a ticket so <laughs> she's decided to destroy Florida especially it's gone back up again oh really yeah it's up to category 5 because it kind of died down over Cuba and then it's like oh, it, it, it dropped maybe it's game day to, I'm going to ruin this down, down to a 4 or a 3 right. it's only going to rip your house up whereas now it's back up to a 5 it's taken everything that's <laughs> insane so anyway it's kicking off as I said we watch it we enjoy it I wouldn't be I couldn't sit here and say I'm a complete anorak. No. I know who's decent. I know who's not. But I enjoy it. I love watching it. We all do. Love Super Bowl. The big yeah. show. The big razzmatazz of it all. I especially love highlight shows. And the highlight shows. I do. I have to admit now. There's like, I, know I think that's probably the best thing to start off with yeah. is the BBC boys. Oh, absolutely. Cannot give them enough credit. Like Mark Chapman guys. knows his stuff. Yeah. He's, he's well known for being football in the match of the day too. He's a big United fan. Yeah. And Chappie on the radio and the whole lot. But yeah. he has the two boys... Uh, Jason Bell and I'll let you pronounce his surname oh. but it's OC I, I just keep it at OC yeah we'll keep you it at OC it. yeah I'll only offend people if I try to pronounce that but the two boys get it yes. they're in England they get the humour they go for it themselves and they're super they know they have the post match of the day market yes it's about half eleven at night yeah everybody's in you're probably just finished watching the football ah it's starting I'll leave it on they keep it at a level where if you're a fan you'll get all of the technical stuff you yes. want. If you don't, if you're not a fan, if you're not big into it, they will ease you in and the banter is brilliant. And there is, and they get it, and they get the British humour, they're yeah. in it, and obviously it's not a case of, are you being sarcastic, Mark? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. they're brilliant. Two good lads. Uh, I don't know if they played with each other. I know they, 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 were, they were both in the Giants, but I don't know if they were there at the same time. I don't think so mm. I don't think they so they do the highlight show what night is that usually on that was on last night oh yeah, well obviously I've missed it started last but night it, yeah, I was saying, yeah, I was, I, but it's Saturday nights after match of the day that's when it looked at they usually they I used to have one on a Monday second, or a Tuesday yeah. but um, now they're pushing for the Saturday nights well I don't know they had a Saturday night on last night so maybe it was a preview gotta, or something yeah I gotta stick on a, a season record on that yeah on yeah because yeah, Strictly right. started last night I missed that as well so I don't want to get into that I don't want to get into it who 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 um who do you reckon is the most talented, uh, Mr. Hales? Strictly. Now, you know uh, what I mean, don't you? I do. I Who do. would you mostly uh, uh, be enjoying watching? Gemma. I can, uh, I can, I can see. Oh, very uh, good. Ex Hollyoaks. Nice cha cha cha, yeah. She's very tall, girl. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's, um, Dark Horse, just if anybody's putting money on it. Debbie McGee to make the semi finals. Ooh, okay. you've heard it here first, Debbie McGee. I'm chucking, it, I'm chucking it out there. And it's magic. Yep. Oh, Lord rest <laughs> Oh, lovely tribute to Brucey as well last night. Oh, I missed it. Not a joy in the place, man. Anyway, this is a sports show. Yeah. Shannon's obviously gone ballistic if he's listening to this now. Ballroom is a sport channel. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> it used to be on Eurosport. <laughs> 
So anyway, just a quick one to anyone who's not too sure. I checked a few of the like, Americans love their rankings. Yes. And they love kind of who's number one, who's not number one. And they all different sports groups have their close skills and lists. Yeah, That's we have we 20 top journalists here and they all give their vote and then we'll tell you who they put in. But pretty much number one in all the rankings is New England, is the old Patriots, Tom Brady and the boys and Bill Belichick. Tom Brady, obviously, we all know who he is, probably if, even if you don't know the game that well. He's the, the big superstar and the poster boy. He's now 40, still going yep. strong. Uh, solid team, blah, blah, blah. I know they lost the, during the week, but Kansas City are quite tidy side. Um, they're highly ranked as well in most of them. They're in the top 10. Yep. So And they're away from, oh no, no, they're at home actually, New yes. England. So a uh, big win for Kansas City. New England, though, again, didn't have a great season last year, just mm. make playoffs. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, did they come in as a wild card? Near the end last season into the playoffs? I'm not, 100% I'm not sure. too sure. But, but again, again what they are, like, they have a bit a New Zealand, but you see aren't they, they? They just get to the business end and they turn it on. Because even, the, the, yeah. even the Super Bowl finish was incredible. Exactly. They are a bit like that. But they're, they're actually they're not as clinical as mm. in New Zealand. But, mm. And they don't have the players. You look at them each, as the start of each season and you go, nah, they're not going to do it this year. But somehow the coaches seem to yeah. get this whole thing of Spies. we'll get lads in, we'll give fellas their, their last chance, guys that have been let yeah. go, free agents, and say, look, if you come in, you do your job, you can make a Super Bowl yeah. here. If you don't, you're gone. Lace with a few superstars and hopefully the magic happens again. That's it. So, yeah, they're widely tipped. They're number one. Um, pretty much after that, it's a bit open. Like, the top five spots are all around the same, but they all, they're all pretty much around Green Bay, Atlanta, Seattle. All the usual kind of guys are in around the top five. And Pittsburgh are quite high, highly ranked this year as well. Yeah, I'd, go, I'd, say, I'd say Atlanta. Atlanta were unlucky last year. Yeah. I think they're, they're going to do okay. Um, Green Bay... Didn't have a great season last year, yeah. but I reckon a couple of decent picks they'll be back in. Um, do we do we give a shout out to our our, our, our team? Go the 49ers. 49ers worst oh. season last year. They finished thirty one out of thirty two teams. I think a um, little bit better. They've gone through the whole thing with uh, Colin Kaepernick, their yeah, yeah, quarterback, yeah, yeah. who for anybody who wasn't watching was making a, a very peaceful and I would have said dignified <laughs> protest yeah. against uh, kind of issues with um, ethnic minorities being uh, unfairly treated by the police that when they play the national anthem as they do at the start of every game yeah. like they do in the, the GAA yeah. he would just go down on one knee as opposed to standing up and putting his hand on his heart and all that kind of stuff mm. and he was absolutely vilified and yeah, of course. his career is over now basically pretty much basically and no, no one wants wants to touch him. him no one wants to touch him nowhere near no, I and of all teams, like San Francisco, the mm. home of liberal liberal attitudes yeah. in America, and even they were going, eh, eh, you can't do that, you yeah. can't do that. Now there's a few more guys have started doing it now, so we'll, we'll see how it gets. Kind of thing, is it? Yeah, yeah, and I think that's what they were hoping for that more people would do it. But when if you're on seventeen million dollars a year, yeah, and someone yeah. says, actually, we're going to take all of that away, it's a, it's a big it's a big risk. But again, shows the measure of a guy that you're willing to stand by your things even in the the face of not financial ruin, but you're basically chucking your career away. Jesus. You know? Uh top players to watch this year. Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, it's Lord. in the name, isn't it? Oh, you, but you gotta watch Just YouTube that. and watch a few of his one handed catches and all and that's the most famous one. He's a ridiculous wide receiver. Yeah. Uh watch the even his preseason, he catches one in preseason there this year is just out of this world. Yeah. 
he has hands like shovels. Yeah, and glue. And glue. <laughs> and you can chuck a ball at him as hard as you want, and he will somehow find a way yeah. to catch it. And then, apart from the fact then that when he does catch it, he's massive and he's fast and he's got amazing footwork. But the catches are just out yeah. of this world. They're insane. Uh, yeah, obviously, Tom Brady, uh, the top 100 voted for by the players, the top three. Obviously, yeah, Tom awesome. Brady got it. Uh, Von Miller, linebacker with the Broncos. He was previously at number 15. And Julio, Julio Jones, the wide receiver for the Falcons, was previously number eight. He's now number three. Okay. So, obviously, yeah. they're the, who are fancy by the players. Ezekiel Elliott? Yeah. Is he on the list? Mm, I only went to six, so no. Nope. He, he, <laughs> he is my one to watch now. He was a rookie last year with the Dallas Cowboys uh, running back. You want to see someone that just goes through people. He is a beast. Nice. Absolutely. And Dallas are in pretty much most of the top 10. It's kind of in the lower half of the top 10, but they're in there. And obviously, Americans team, you know, everyone yeah. loves the Cowboys. It looks like they should be involved in the business end of the yeah, season they, this year. They had two rookies last year that may, that were in the running for the MVP of the season. So those yeah. guys have another year on them. Uh, Elliot being one of them, I can't remember off the top of my head who the second guy was. But again, just that they are... A, a big running team. Yeah. They are physical. They are proper. What Keep you being there, Jerry Jones happy. Yeah, they are Texas. Yeah. You know that kind Yeehaw. of way. We, we are Dallas Cowboys. And speaking of coverage, obviously BBC is fantastic and it's entertaining, but uh, the NFL Red Zone, oh, I, I'm i just taking it for granted it's coming back in Sky Sports this year. It better do. But you're, you're my, talking, my Sunday night is ruined. <laughs> so if you're a bit on the fence where you're sitting there watching a the game for three hours, it's only lasting about an hour, watch the Red Zone. It's basically every game live, and any time they're within 20 yards, they jump straight to that game. So yes. you're watching the action. It's like watching every single Premier League game at the same time, but they only show it when someone gets into the box. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So you get to watch the business end where they're, they're going for points, simple yeah. as that. And it's fantastic to watch. Plenty of entertainment. It's pretty much on for the whole day. Uh, am, I, am I right in saying it was on Sky Sports Mix? I'm not sure the exact channel because obviously you know it's gone it's all changed oh yeah I think it's going to be Sky Sports Arena and that's just a pure guess because I'm look, I'm thinking of the names in my head so it's obviously yeah. not going to be on cricket golf well, see, football I, and Premier League as far as I remember it was and on, there's action so it could be on action or arena yeah see I think last year they might have put it on mix which meant you could watch it on, on a kind of free to air so free kind of thing. with a bit of luck that's the way it is again oh, be super. but it's super to watch yeah really, so if, really you, good. if you haven't got the patience to watch a full game please do watch it and you get to see some of the some of the basically all the action off just a little one because I found it yesterday Atlanta are moving into a new ground which is opening next week called the Mercedes-Benz Stadium and it's already been touted as the greatest stadium in the world I love this this is so American and if Mercedes put their name to it it's going to be tasty yeah so basically it's got 360 degree TV 58 foot tall 1100 feet long yeah <laughs> 1,000, now this is what's going to get the okay. Irish happy. We're all going to Atlanta for a game. Right. 1,264 beer taps. Nice. Of 40 different brews at the princely sum of $5 each. Oh, i take that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 24 bars and restaurants with a pitch side terrace, which could be interesting for the L Yankee fans. Okie dokie. Yeah. And a Roman Pantheon style roof with open views behind the goal of the great city. And a 14 and a half acre rotating roof, which will take 11 minutes to close. Sweet. And I've seen Mother a few outdoor, outdoor pictures and stuff of it. And it's a bit like the Borgosh Energy Tier. Bits and pieces coming out. You're actually not 100% certain it is what it is until you actually go inside. So, and as I said, Mer Mercedes are putting their name to this. So, you know, this is brilliant documentary you get on uh, YouTube. Uh, it's one of those gigantic structure discovery yeah. channel things yeah, where they yeah. showed the Dallas Cowboys when they built their new stadium. And their biggest uh, 
principle that they were taking into the building and the designing of it was how do we make it better than sitting at home because yeah. you're sitting at home you're yeah. in your chair you get your replays you know what I mean if you think oh I went outside I've missed that one bit of action for the next 20 minutes because of all the stoppages and whatever they have a screen that is 75 meters long runs basically the length of the stadium and they have all of that in HD the chairs are wider mm. not saying anything about the uh, <laughs> yeah, no, move the on health on. conscious yes. American football fans um, you've got your beverage holders you've got people will serve you beer in your chairs and then what they're able to do then is if they are holding something like a Super Bowl mm. all the chairs are kind of detachable they're all on rails so they can squeeze them together and bang in an extra 15,000 seats if they want to just bump up the attendance it's a it's a stunning piece of uh, and the MLS side the Atlanta Atlanta United are going to be moving in as well and they reckon they're going to take over from Seattle Sounders as the number oh, one team because they already have an average of 47 and a half that's a big and they reckon they're going to get it up to 70 really? and they're going to have the biggest attendance in history and it's really like yeah we'll see what you can do now, oh, Seattle. I love that so that's what you want I love the way they're buying into it oh of course it's fantastic like yeah. it's such a diverse country, like, like, and two hundred and fifty million. Like, there's no reason why some city is not going to have about fifty thousand a week, yeah. or every other week. And, don't and watch a soccer you, game. And you put it in. I just said soccer. Oh man! Oh, I just got a little sick in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that is a, a small little taste of the NFL that's coming up. It's all kicking off today from probably from about six o'clock our time because Eastern Standard Time or whatever. Most games, the early games kick off at about one o'clock. Uh, uh, they kick off about one o'clock, so it's about six o'clock our time. So uh, tune into preferably, obviously the red zone. Hopefully the red zone's on anywhere on Sky Sports, and I'm sure all other outlets will show as well. So we're not showing boys, but anyway, this is a sh- uh, interview with Stephen Kelly, Hillcrest finest, uh, who's currently a conditioning coach with the Sydney Swans in Aussie Rules, and he took the uh, incredible privilege of taking uh, the time out to uh, speak to me and Roy yesterday morning about two and a half hours before his Neefel Grand Final. Uh, which is Northern Northeastern Australian Football League. Basically, it's the reserves grand yeah. final, and they took on the Brisbane Lions, and unfortunately, they were beat by three points. Um, oh, you I'll have a little moan about it afterwards because I actually did watch it, um, and they let themselves. Unfortunately, they shot themselves in the foot. As as the Australian commentator, it's a death by a thousand paper cats here for the Sydney Swans. Because <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. It's one of them. Yeah. A few of them will have a, few, uh, have a sleepless night. But anyway, Stephen took the, the time out to talk to us yesterday before. So um, if he's listening, uh, thanks a million again, mate. And uh, hopefully uh, you're not too sore today after after yesterday. But uh, this is the interview, and it just goes straight into it with myself and Roy and Stephen. Enjoy. Joining us today from down under is a Lucan man who somehow made his way onto one of the most important roles in Aussie rules football with the Sydney Swans. Stephen Kelly, welcome to the big kickoff. Thank you very much. G'day, mate. <laughs> Nearly. How <laughs> you going? Listen, so as a kid, Stephen, you always dreamed about Aussie rules football, daydreaming about <laughs> it in school, the Sydney Swans, the Adelaide Crows, the West Coast Eagles. And so when you finally made that trip to Australia, uh, it was all just part of a big plan and desire to get into that sport. Obviously, that's how your story developed, isn't it? Of course, of course, yeah. Yeah. I- you know, kicking the football around the park. It's all I could think about playing for Sydney Swans. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's sort of yeah, a bit out of left field, but um, when I came over here initially, um, I did play a bit of AFL, a bit of club football, a bit of sort of hack around on a Sunday. Um, ended up lasting eight games and got a few broken bones. Okay. So physical the game was, and then sort of went, went back and done a bit of study over here in sports science, and 
managed to get a role initially with the Sydney Roosters Rugby League, so probably a sport that's closer to home in England. And then, uh, yeah, I got into Sydney Swans about four years ago and still here. How, um, what did you go over for originally? This took uh, came over 2003, so many, many moons ago now for, uh, just a working holiday for a year. So our plan was the year and see how it develops. Um, um, my girlfriend at the time, she was Australian, so kind of made it a bit easier to stay. Hung around then for another couple of years. Um, I was back home. I was an electrician, so I've sort of gone totally different left field in the job, and decided I want to get into sport. And you know, growing up playing sport and something I wanted to do, pursue. A couple of injuries and that I, I couldn't keep playing, um, so. Decided to go back to university over here, initially doing nutrition, sports nutrition, but then went over to sort of exercise science, they call it over here, sports science. Um, did my degree, undergrad degree, and got a job with the Sydney Roosters Rugby League, so I started interning, a bit of work with them. Uh, had a couple of years there with them. We got to the first year there, got to the, the final, so the, the grand final, as they call it over here, so that was a great experience. And then come over to the Sydney Swans, um, kind of started a PhD and, and managed to get a full-time job there as well so yeah it's been a been a long journey there but it's been an enjoyable one and, and good seeing the different sports over here and experiencing them right obviously there's sports mad over there stay so obviously getting into the afl like getting into playing aussie rules that more just to kind of mix in with the group when you first got over there just to kind of set up a base and get a bit of a network going was it yeah like it was a bit of fun you know um my girlfriend at the time, her dad was a big Aussie Reels fan, and funny enough, he used to go and watch a few Sydney Swans games. Um, so, you know, Ty Canelli was playing here at the time, so it was a bit of an interest there, obviously. And so, yeah, I decided to, to give it a go. So, I put my, tried my hand at it after playing a bit of, bit of football and Gaelic football back home. So, tried something different. Um, you know, it was, you know, playing Gaelic football, thought, oh, I could get into this game, but it's certainly a lot more physical contact in the game, mm. and, and they hit you from all, from all angles, so it was a bit of getting used to, but um, enjoyed that, and then, yeah, like, it's it's certainly, maybe not in Sydney, the big game, but it's, the last few years, it's grown there, we've had success with the team here, and um, won the grand final 2012, and we've been in two finals, um, 2014 and 16, haven't managed to win, so, but it's certainly increased the the hype and the, and the supporter base in the city so it's been yeah, it's been good and is Ty Kennedy still involved in, in the setup there I know he was was he helping out with recruiting at one point or is he still there at all or in any way he's yeah he, so my role I, I help out with the academy as well the Swans have a an academy being a, a non-AFL state so every every team in there they've they've set up academy to try and increase the the talent on the in the underage so and Ty helps out there so yeah I get to see him every Tuesday, Thursday night. Um, he's he's been mainly sort of work with the AFL. Um, he's done some underage stuff with them, um, and now he's sort of come in because he's affiliated with the Swans. Um, he comes in, helps out in the academy, and he's got. I think he still does his role with um, recruitment um, through the AFL, and um, he's got a few few things going in Europe. Um, he's successful. He's got a few guys coming over at the moment. We have a an Irish lad here at the moment from Tipperary, Colin O'Riordan. So, Ty obviously helped to get him over. And is he in the force panel at the moment, or is he kind of in the NEFL AFL side? Or no, he's in the he's in the NEFL. So he'll be playing tonight in the final. He Collins developing really well. Like he's sort of picked up the game quite quick. Uh, had a couple of injuries, had a bad injury at the end of last year. Um, he we, we had a game up in Darwin, um, obviously the far side of the country, about a four hour flight, and he got a punctured lung. So he ended up having to drive back in the car. So he got to see plenty of the country. 
it was an interesting experience for him. Um, so that kind of finished his season last year and this year. He's you know he's been chipping away, and hopefully next year he'll be able to progress. But he's certainly got some talent, Colin. So hopefully we'll, uh, we'll see him next year. So obviously one thing I know, like there's a lot of coverage of the AFL over here, and there's the, the, the great highlight package and it'd be by five minutes of a game but obviously they show up the screen at the end where it's the score and it'll be like sort of marks and catches but one of the important stats is the one at the very bottom and it's significant injuries so obviously <laughs> it's obviously a, a proper physical sport so how important is your role as a conditioning coach in relation to that it, it, would you be more kind of obviously getting them fit and healthy but would you be the same helping them recover back to get back to full fitness obviously um I, I don't uh, personally we have pretty big staff in, in uh, AFL over here I've caught up with guys who work in the uh, premiership English premiership soccer and rugby um, let's call it soccer now been, been here that long but um, football um, and a few lads in the Gaelic back home so as condition staff goes pretty big operation so we'd have a head of performance they call it so it would be my boss and then we have a head of strength and power he's another Irish guy actually Mark from Cork um, so we're, we're taking over over here um, and then Mike me and another guy Mike we kind of fill a number of roles for the club and Mike would be the rehab guy so he'd, he'd work day day to day with a physio so we have a physio and a strength conditioning guy work hand in hand to get the guys back so I, I generally deal with the fit guys but obviously I'm exposed to everybody and mm. um, a lot of my work is in the gym so I'd assist Mark in the gym with the strength and power um, and also on the conditioning Um because you have a very much a, a two-block season. You have your pre-season, which is, is quite demanding, quite intense. Um, and then you'd have your in-season, and it's, it's a totally different schedule. So um, in-season is a lot less hands-on for us. Um, you know, I do warm-ups. I do a, a pre, pre-training pre injury prevention sort of reduction program. Um, and then we do um, strength and power in the gym, which is obviously get them strong, get them physically prepared, but also uh, prevent injury. So, yeah, kind of kind of have a hand in a few different roles and also with the academy I'd be the head strength and conditioning guy of the academy so I get to run that program and, and put in place what I want so which is ideal because I can kind of we've had a few guys drafted from the academy the last few years so once they get come into the club they've kind of been exposed to the club they get to train the facilities and make sure they do similar drills the senior guys do obviously not the same intensity or, or loads but just so they, they have an idea when they come in what, what's expected of them and they've been able to hit the ground running which has been a positive just on the, the physicality of, of Aussie rules, uh, you said you've gone over there and you've broke a few bones in your very short little uh, career of, of Aussie football, amateur Aussie football. Is there a, a great difference between, say, Gaelic football and you say soccer, I say football, uh, but Gaelic football, football, uh, is there a great difference between the physicality? Um, I would say initially when you sort of play those sports back home, I remember going to a few international rules games and, you know, up in arms with the Aussie lads that were going in hard on the Irish guys. And then once you're exposed to AFL where the contact's allowed, so um, obviously the ball gets chipped around. If you if you take a clean from a kick, it's called a mark. So, you know, you get time to have a kick and, 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 and move it around. But as soon as it's free play, it's sort of a free-for-all where guys can be and tackle you. The difference with rugby and league or union is, you know, you can get tackled 360. You're not just straight in front, so um, you do get you do get contact injuries. Um, the physicality might not be the same as, as your rugby. You're not constantly in contact, but there certainly is a fair lot of contact. Um, and then, obviously, with the running loads as well, there's a lot of soft tissue injuries as well. So we do get a lot of joint 
joint injuries with guys. Um, not too many broken bones. We get a few collarbones because when guys get tackled, they can be, you know, shoulder first into the ground. Um, you know, blood noses sort of hits the face. So I would, I would, I would definitely say like watching the international rules now and. I, I talk to people back home and they're up in arms with the contact I'm saying well, it's part of the game over here um, and then when I, I, I do watch the, the Gaelic football particularly this time of year it kind of looks like the contact's been taken out of the game to me um, do you think they're getting softer or stay, stay over fair here. hip and shoulder but apart from that there's very little you seem to be able to do now in speaking, Gaelic speaking of Gaelic do you think the, the football boys are getting a bit softer now getting a bit almost soccer style it's you know, yes. <laughs> not, not been exposed to a lot of it, but certainly watching the games I've watched, um, it's refereed uh, a lot harder now where guys can't get the contact. I remember my dad used to take me to games growing up, and before the ball would be thrown in, guys would be rolling around the ground having a few digs at each other, and mm-hmm. certainly not acceptable anymore in the game. And, and they don't do it over here. Like, it's 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 fair. They hit you hard, but hit you fair. And um, that's the way, that's the way, particularly the Swans' way of it. But um, certainly the contact that when I was growing up that used to be in, in, in Gaelic I don't see it anymore um, they, they seem to sort of whether the players are, are, are milking the freeze a bit more or they're, they're trying to con maybe that's edged in from football a little bit but certainly certainly a lot less than what it used but at least over here within the game of Aussie rules it's a very defined tackle so mm. you know you know what you can and can't do whereas the guys they might be still coming with the grips at the back home because they, they certainly change the rules nearly every year in these games what do the Aussies think of the combined rules, international rules series? Is there much interest in it? Um, when it rolls around, it's certainly it's a funny, funny sort of spectators over here. You know, Sydney would be a traditionally a rugby league and a rugby union. So you talk to the rugby league guys, and they just you know not not on AFL at all. They wouldn't give a time of day. You know, back home we sort of maybe follow every sport. We, we give every team. A shout out. Whereas, whereas over here, you know, even though they there's, there's two teams in Sydney now, AFL traditionally was only one. They still might might not back the, the Swans, even though we're the only team here. They just, you know, didn't like the game. There wasn't enough physicality for the rugby league guys. So, um, yeah, I think I think the international rules it gets a little bit of hype, but again, it doesn't get pushed a lot in the media either. You know, it might be a it might be a. a if you have your pay TV similar to Sky back home, it might show it, but I'm not sure how much viewers will watch it. Um, certainly the guys who play in the club, some guys enjoy playing, some guys would rather have the holiday. So it's, yeah, I think I think the way the Aussies done it the last time was better. They kind of picked their best team, the All-Stars. Um, so it was kind of like a bit of a prestige thing. You, you were the, the All-Star like, a, like back home, the way they picked them. So you're... Um, the best players in the country get to play it so it kind of you know showcased them a bit more and it was probably a bit more professionalism there whereas previously they kind of picked horses for courses and maybe a big side to try and be physical with the Irish lads yeah uh, I was you've kind of half touched on it already the uh, Aussie rules has the four highest attendances in world sport so how fanatical are the fans certainly in Melbourne very fanatical Melbourne um, <clears throat> sort of heartland and, and traditionally where the game started Um big fan base there Sydney's growing now um, Sydney fans are a little bit fickle they, they sort of like the teams winning and um, but certainly having sort of mingled with guys who are fans and known people over here it, it's grown and and, Sydney, and the club have done really well at trying to build our supporter base um, but if you, if you get out to Melbourne for games yeah very fanatical very fanatical so you got it they generally play them in the two stadiums down there there's a couple of regional grounds 
but 80,000 seater so they're similar to back home I suppose and this time of year it's certainly be full for the games Adelaide another sort of AFL state very fanatical down there if you ever get to watch a game in there the fans really get into it um, and Western Australia is the same um, another AFL state and this, the fans are certainly vocal at those games probably not so much in Sydney but definitely um, it, I've seen over the last few years since I've been here anyway definitely the fan base has gotten a lot more um, vocal and, and into the game which has been great to see So you've got the grand final later on mate uh, what have you got to do now pre-game for, for the lads? Um, so our guys our guys will roll in about two hours pre-game they were told to stay not come in for the senior game so not sitting around too long in a cramped seat um, so they'll roll in um, they'll go down they put up a few sheets just a bit of stretch and a bit of prep um, 6.15 we'll have a meeting just sort of talk through last points of the game then they generally get strapping um, any medical massage they need um, I'll, I'll take a first warm up usually about um, 40 minutes pre-game so it's about a 15 minute warm up in the field come back in they'll have a couple of minutes the coach will say his, his final word and then back out for about a 10 minute hit just before they start again so um, I just make sure the players weigh in weigh out make sure that they're prepping having a stretch relaxed um, making sure they know the times um, and then once the game starts you know it's flowing from there I just keep game some certain guys might be on restricted game time I'll keep on top of that um, if a guy needs to you know, sometimes a guy might start second third quarter make sure he's warm to go out uh, and then after half time I'll, I'll do a quick warm up again and, and into the game and it's just just monitoring players making sure that their the rotations are going because it's such a high running demand game um, if a guy's out there too long he might be uh, he might be pretty cooked and he, he can't sort of produce an, another effort again for a while so just making sure the rotations run smoothly as well So listen mate would you be kind of uh, very business like just keeping it nice and cool with the lads or would you be a bit of a rebel rouser now especially with a big game today? Nah I guess in my personality, I've never have been. I'm always pretty, pretty, pretty even, um, pretty relaxed, and and with the guys as well. Like you, you kind of get a read on on how things are during the game. You know, I might let the odd uh, expletive out. Uh, yeah. The umpires are giving us a few bad decisions, which happens a couple of times. Um, but basically, yeah, pre-game, just relax, just making sure. You know, the guys are in their own zone, headphones in. You know, they're, they're pretty focused, particularly a game like this. Um, we're beating last year in the grand final of the reserves competition as well by, by three points in the end and uh, two years before that we were beating the last kick of the game so um, been in a few finals and I haven't had the, the chocolate so um, so you're basically mayo are you? yeah <laughs> so, so hopefully I'm hoping this year you now it can be our year and it's been great now we 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 sort of managed to get on after the seniors on the, on the ground on the yeah. big stadium here and hopefully we'll get a lot of fans will hang around and watch as well which would be great and will there be a bit of extra niggle like I think your only defeats this year have been to Brisbane am I right in saying that yeah correct so we've first game of the season we saw that at a poor start then went at the races and then a couple of weeks ago up there we played them up there and again it was probably our poorest game just they let them we let them dictate the game and um, just didn't bring it and uh, yeah they're only two defeats so you know it's going to be competitive um, they're a, an AFL team as well today so they'll have a strong team we've got a strong team we, we usually top up with our academy kids, which is great for them exposure, but um, at the moment we're, we're pretty much low injuries with the seniors, which is good, going at the finals for both teams, and um, we've managed to have just two academy kids play. Um, so, touch wood now, we'll get the, we'll get the chocolates tonight, it'll be nice. 
What's uh, just out of curiosity? What's the daily routine of a, an Aussie Rules team uh, in a in a training? Um, how does so it di- how does it differ? Yeah, pre pre season be would be said a lot different than in season, but your pre season days would kind of match. So Monday would be on field in the morning training. It could be you know an hour and a half to two hours by the end of it the pre-season two or three hours so you know it could be 30 40 degree heat out there long days and then they usually have afternoon to do an off-leg session so it could be a bike or a whatever or boxing in altitude normally so it's a real hit conditioning and skills day tuesday they'd come in for advanced skills which is just you know a kick or whatever they need to work on and they do their strength and power program and um, so monday and wednesday would be the same tuesday thursday and then friday would be skills in the morning and the afternoon would either be extra conditioning or extra weights whatever a guy needs Saturday Sunday off which is nice for staff and players um, and then in season if we play a Saturday they'll have a recovery Sunday Monday they'll come in they'll do an injury clinic if they need it um, to see physios and doctors then they'll do a, a touch run or an off leg so they'll do a bit of skills and they'll do a bit of a bit of a run bit off legs just to sort of flush the body and get them moving again and then they'll come in for weights Afternoon, they'll have lunch and, that, and then they'll come, go into yoga for an hour or so for a bit of flexibility. Tuesday, normally um, an extra off legs conditioning in the morning. We do that in altitude during the season, um, into in pre season and in season, and kind of fades out back end. Um, and then they'll have the uh, most of the day off till about um, one o'clock. They'll come in and um, they do a bit of a pre training injury work with me, injury sort of prevention program and then they'll do their first skill session a week might be only a half hour session pretty low key um, some guys might do their weights then if they don't do it on Monday Wednesday off Thursday then is the long day for them um, they come in the morning they do their injury pre- uh, prevention work with me then they'll do training which is the, the big session a week it's probably more intense might not be long but it's uh, intense drills um, then they'll have an hour or two off lunch come in for their weight session second weight session and then Friday morning they come in, they do a bit of um, running technique or speed and a bit of a kick again, like a bit of advanced skills we call it. And they'll have the meetings um, and then basically they will play on Saturday. They'll either will travel on a Thursday or a Friday depending on, on if it's a Saturday game. Um, so we'll, we'll do some of that in Melbourne or Sydney or Adelaide, wherever we're playing, or we'll do it at home if it's a home game. Um, and then the Saturday they'll just come in two hours before the game. So there's a lot of downtime for them. Yeah. Um, they're obviously encouraged to do extra recoveries wherever they can um, with a lot of equipment here obviously ice baths Normatex which are like compressions compression units um, swimming swim pool all that good stuff for them so they're full time dietitian as well so they've no excuse not to eat well so it's basically in pre-season it's pretty hard Like, but by, by Friday you know they're, they're cooked and they won't do much for the weekend it's a pretty intense week running pre-season in-season a little less but again it's you'll find a lot of it's recovery and guys will have niggles carrying through the season so you're just trying to manage those injuries Uh, and what about the tactical element like obviously to the untrained eye it's catching and kicking but what's the tactical element of it uh, yeah it's like it's amazing actually the amount of tactics involved in, and, and the different drills they do and different styles of play um, so we're playing the seniors at the moment we're kind of a contested team so we like the physicality we're known as that a hard team wins the ball teamwork against Essendon they certainly can do that as well but they're no more of an outside run team fast team so we like to keep the ball in close get it up forward 
to our big sort of forwards and, and they kick the goals our small forwards and then um, so a lot of that congestion we like to keep the ball in you know ball ups in the game if you've seen it freeze like that um, but we can certainly you know play a bit of flashy stuff when we want a lot of zoning so a lot of man back you know for we're ahead by two goals or two minutes to play we might drop back a big guy so put an extra defender in um, you know how you set up at the stoppages there's different ways you know you sit a guy out a guy stalking like it's amazing when you sit in with the coaches the amount of different they take a lot from basketball as well even though yeah. obviously a smaller game and confined but a lot of the zoning and, and how you sort of mark space instead of even the man because you're trying to cover different areas and um, yeah so there is a there is a lot for the guys to sort of pick up and learn um, and, and if they do get caught ball watching they can get caught out and teams can punish you quite quick um, so the coach is not, not happy about that so so is there yeah. a, is, is there a, a park the bus tactic as well in, in Aussie Rules sorry which tactic is there a park the bus tactic like uh, a yeah well put, sort of putting the the extra man back yeah generally does that you'd be amazing if you can put enough pressure on the kicker in front of the ground he'll just lob it in and you have that extra the amount of times they take an intercept mark um you wouldn't believe um, and even sort of if you can pressure the guys coming out of defence find a lot of teams the offensive team attacking team picks that ball up a lot because they just put a man on the 50 arc or just outside it so they're expecting that you know get the guys up forward to put that pressure rush kick and the guy will, will, will sort of intercept so it goes both ways you'll, yeah. you'll put the extra back um, or you'll put the extra you know forward if you need to generally but generally he swung back that guy and um, depending you know if, if you just want to hold the lead or even during the game if you want to try and close it down a little bit you just get numbers in certain areas yeah. um, I think Ty Canelli said it before where previously in Gaelic football you know if you needed a point or a goal in the last minute you just you know have about 20 blokes in, in, in around the square whereas in AFL they get everyone out they just leave the main guy in there and then they're very quick these guys and, and very very good at reading the game so get get the small guys running off the big guy <clears throat> speak Speaking of big guys, you know, don't burst me bubble because he's my hero, and you'll probably realise now that I'm a Hawks man. But how cool is Buddy Franklin? Buddy is, yeah. <clears throat> he's certainly, certainly a relaxed character, and um, it's funny having Buddy around. Like he, he sort of came in, and he's very easy going, very easy to talk to. Um, likes to laugh, um, but he's such a high high profile, and you can sort of see how people react around him. Mm. Um, he, he's that big celebrity. We were Swans were traditionally a sort of a team of you know just just a team really of these working players who who were put together and had a success where the, the, a few years ago we they decided to go and, and trade for court Tippett initially and then buddy franklin um so two big names um which is buddy's nearly won two grand finals he's won his games off his boot he is some of the things you see him doing training is yeah he's probably like watching the brazilian yeah, of course. Yeah, well, that kind of a way. Like he's he's a big man. Like he plus he banged six. in ten on the other. Did he bang in ten there? It was the last week or the week before against Carlton. Yeah, yeah, he got ten. Um, when he's he's on a roll like that, he, he um he just yeah he's he's hard to stop. Um, fortunate there just to watch the first twenty minutes there. He got a bad cork in his leg and he's a bit lame at the moment. So, right. um, hopefully he can shake that off. Um, um. Previous in the grand final last year as well, he, he hurt his ankle in the first five minutes and he was hampered by that. So being a bit unlucky, but when he's on, he, he's brought the crowds in through the, the gate here, and he's been in, you know, for the Swans, he's been massive yeah, for my membership and just just to watch him play and train. We just look at each other sometimes and go, this guy's on unreal for the the height and, and the skills he has, the agility, speed, everything. He's got everything. Oh, happy 
happy days. So, obviously, far from home, uh, how much do you get up at stupid o'clock now to watch the likes of the Liverpool or Dubs or Ireland or whatever else? Um, now I've got the new baby, yeah. I was, yeah. I was up early the other night watching the Ireland game. Um, sorry about that. <clears throat> probably should have we're, we're sorry about that. Um, it's a tough one to watch, but um, yeah, I sort of, I would get up now initially, probably less and less as the time's gone by, but mm. when I was over here first, I'd be up at stupid o'clock watching every game I could. And it used to be on Fox Sports here, so similar to Sky, and it was great because they'd show game after game and probably more games mm. than back home. Um, so it was great. You just sort of sit up and watch a couple of games. Now it's gone to a different um, broadcaster, which is a bit, a bit harder to watch the games. But um, certainly when I can, I'll watch the games. But they show a lot on repeat as well, which is great during the day. A bit harder to watch the GA now. They used to be on Satanta over here, and that's gone. So it's a GA go now. I think we'll be I'll be watching now uh, next week. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, no, it's, I'd li- like to keep back in touch. I still listen to listen to a bit of the news back home um, obviously my dad keeps me informed as well and uh, big Liverpool fan growing up so every time I go back I try and get out for a game and I'm obviously show to see how they're going over here um, is it going to be so our year's day? oh I've been thinking that for a few years <laughs> no but Brendan was going to bring us in and then oh, stop. Um, last started last year we looked okay we just yeah 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 well, like we're certainly a good team attacking but I think like most games like AFL like every game it's one on the fence and I'm a bit I'm a bit weary that we don't have the defence oh, to of course yeah so how good are you on the barbie? how good I'm in the barbie? yeah uh, not bad when I get going um, <laughs> I'm sort of definitely in the summer I'll, I'll push it a bit more and yeah. it's so easy just put it up and, and get the old barbie on and just moving house now so it'll be yeah. a lot easier at the moment in an apartment so it's a bit harder the barbie's out the back hasn't got as much use but moving into a house in the next couple of weeks so that'll be great I'll be able to crack it open um, yeah, yeah. so yeah definitely definitely a lot more barbies than I did back home for sure absolutely what, so so basically I had, say I had a package now and I was about to send it over to you what would you like most in it for me to send it over to you it's funny it's funny I go back home and there's things you know I want to try like black pudding white pudding all yeah. the good stuff like that all the healthy stuff Um <laughs> sort of got over it I've been here 14, 15 years now and less and less because yeah. um, the shop, shop section there they have a little bit of stuff from back home so I'll buy the Barry's tea mm. so probably the, probably the tea bag would be the one the big one um, you can throw me over plenty of boxes of Barry's tea um, and then you know chocolate's chocolate to me doesn't bother me a lot of people, I know a lot of people Irish over here they mm. want to get their chocolates from back home and so on but um, yeah probably probably initially I was over here was was definitely the fry up in the morning it's not the same speaking not the same as back home we do that well speaking of sausages I always remember I used to work in the deli in Supercrane and I used to go in for the old bag of uh, cocktail sausages and uh, he'd uh, throw a few in the bag then uh, uh, weigh it up give me the sticker and then fill it back up a bit more so good man stay I always remember that <laughs> I know I was yeah Jesus, I was a bit liberal out there at times don't tell <laughs> but yeah no I was was good. It was good fun feeding the friends when I was there when I could had a chance. <laughs> so listen, mate. To wrap it up, obviously I have to give out to you because you cost us the league way back when. Do you remember that with Hillcrest? Come on, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shannon, Who was just, that again? Yeah, yeah. Uh, look at him. He, he's, he's getting he's getting panicky. Uh, remember the year we won the league, but we kind of didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was Steve's fault. He went off travelling to America. 
still waiting for that trophy. I know. Ah, listen, I'm, I'm a little bit better. I want to exercise the demons here, Shannon. But basically, we got to walk over. There's a bit of FIFA corruption that yes, way. Yes, there was. We, yeah, we, we got a walk over against whoever was second. Yeah. Uh, halfway through the season, and then I think we won by a, a point or two. And then as soon as the season was over, it got taken back, and we had to play them. No way. And half the squad were gone, but it was mainly him because we'd no keeper. We'd only one keeper. So it's your fault, Steve. Cheers, mate. I'm still, if you manage to get that trophy, post, you can post <laughs> yeah. that over to me. Yeah. Barry's yeah. Barry's it, it, was good, it was a good night that Sunday, wasn't it? Was yeah, with friends we've had a, had a few good, had a bit of a good laugh going up playing the football as well. Yeah. But it was good, it was good, it was a good close knit. Like half of us were in the same class together and everything. And I think that was why a lot of us stuck around instead of trying our hand at anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, it was a great. Yeah, definitely, we had a good year. That was a that was a great year that year. Now it was probably one of the most enjoyable years of football I've had, to be honest. I was just a laugh boy. I was I remember. Remember the OG? Do you remember the OG I was telling you about when I messaged you there the other day? There was a few of them. I couldn't remember. No, there was that only one. one. I, I nearly cursed I nearly cursed hold on but uh, yeah he caused a guy somewhere out in Moyhall and uh, it was a 50-50 and really he should have come out with his hands but he came out with his feet and he hit it off my leg and it went in off me and all I remember is looking back and he's just laughing the whole time for about half an hour and I was this has bothered you for your whole life it still bothered me this is your chance like, that's why I wanted him on else. just to really have a go like. <laughs> yeah uh, I have a feeling that yeah now we I remember I used to be a bit vocal in the back line there yeah, yeah. these lads hated playing with me <laughs> it was good times though mate Listen, Steve, uh, thanks very much for coming on. Uh, well, we will keep a, an ear out for how you do in the final today. Best of luck today. We really do hope that you, uh, you, you get that one under your belt. And uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Welcome back to the big kickoff here in Liffey Sounds 96.4. That was Axwell with more than you know. And a big thanks to Steve yesterday. Uh, as you can tell at the end, I was a little bit bitter about a few things. I had to exercise the demons. Serious flashbacks. <laughs> Serious flashbacks. I remember, remember that night. That, we could have a special and get the DDSL in the, 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 the year they shafted us for that league title. Oh, we could. Yeah, anyway, could. I'm not going to get into it. But unfortunately for Steve, they missed out on the grand final yesterday to Brisbane. Um, I think it was 85 82. I can't remember. There was two or three points, of points in it. Yeah. But. Um, all credit to Steve, they finished the strongest. So they were obviously he's obviously done his job. Yeah. Um they were about fifteen, twenty points behind. I was watching it kind of on my mobile and Liverpool and Man City in the background. And in fairness, they finished so strong in the last quarter and they kept at it and kept at it. And it looked like it was gonna be a job done, they were gonna finish the job off, but it i think even Steve admitted, um I'm not a, an Aussie Rails expert, but there was some serious bread and butter goal kicking and they hit the post I think four times, which is only a point in the end. Um and just put a few wide and got the one point instead of six. It's six points for a goal, so it's massive. Yeah, exactly. And um, they were, dead, they were dead in their feet, Brisbane. And unfortunately, um, just I'd have to stick my neck out without being an expert. Uh, so I know typical pundits. Yeah. I don't know what it's talking about, but they did. They shot themselves in the foot, unfortunately. But uh, credit to him. They were fantastic. They finished off strong, and they were definitely the better side. So Steve's doing his job anyway, and uh, better luck next time. And as we said in the interview there, they're getting a bit of a mayo now. That's their fourth grand final. Oh, dear. So maybe there's, oh, a, cur- maybe there's a, a curse. Maybe there's a curse there somewhere. So yeah. it's, it's, it's against there's them. But, uh, big credit to them. Uh, much appreciated. And uh, wish them all the best now. And hopefully, you never know, maybe next year we do an Aussie Real Special, we get them on again. And uh, wish them all the best. Anyway, so thanks a million for taking the time out there yesterday. Um, we're going to go to ads again because uh, the interview ran for about a half an hour. So we're going to get the 20 to ads in now. And then we're going to come back and we're going to go through 
uh, movies. Yeah, the best AFL American football movies. American football movies. Exactly. Obviously, with the the season kicking off, and um, we've plenty. We're going to stay away from one of them, but all will be revealed <laughs> after the break. Um, but we're just going to go to a quick break, and we'll come back to you, and we'll finish off on that. You're listening to Liffy Sound, www.liffysoundfm.ie. Listen online, community radio at its best. That's right, it's Liffy Sound 96.4, and this is the lads here, the big kickoff. We're finishing off today, obviously, with the NFL kicking off today uh, for the next four months of uh, Sunday Madness, and obviously Thanksgiving, the whole lot. What the NFL has brought us and, and the sport of American football has brought us is incredible movies. Oh, just some of the From best the funny sports ones to Rebel ever. Rousing speeches. So just to kick it off straight away, I'm going to go straight into it and say, any given Sunday is off the table. It's number one. Too easy. That one Too inch. Easy. We've already done that uh, uh, clip a couple of weeks ago. But it's all about inches. Any given them. Sunday, yeah. without a doubt, if anyone hasn't listened to us before, go watch it. Super film, Al Pacino. Cameron Diaz, the whole shebang. We'll leave yeah, it no. at that. Skip. That one inch speech. Everyone knows about it. We'll yep. leave it at that. We're going to start off with a little curveball because uh, both of us have ended up seeing this and it's on Netflix. It's called Draft Day with yep. Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. And it is literally Draft Day. And I can't remember. Is it the Cleveland Browns? I can't remember what team he's with. I think it is. Yeah. But anyway, they're struggling. They're in big. Uh, all the fans are putting serious pressure on him to get this number one draft pick who is the quarterback. And he has the, I think he has the number one pick. Yes. But something is telling him, I don't fancy don't him. Go I don't want him. But if I get him, I'm get, if I don't get him, I'm going to get the sack. Blah, 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 blah. And madness ensues all day where he's trying to pull off deals and this that and the other to try and pick up other people it gives you a great insight into the actual behind the scenes Correct. on trying on how they get their players like we're so used to kind of transfer deadline day yeah this is it cranked up to yeah. a million and it's kind of going right you've got first pick of all the new players coming out Correct. but someone will give you three second place picks yeah which one do you go for and potentially other first round picks as well it's exactly exactly and it's a, it's, it's a fantastic movie it, and there is it's like obviously it's a movie it's dramatised there's a bit of love interest in the whole lot to keep everyone happy it has to be done but it does give you an insight into really what goes on on this day and it's probably even worse than that and yeah they can't even touch it for, yeah. for whatever reasons but it, it's one of them movies that it's a yeah. cracker of Kind of I fell on it one day. I was on my own for fear. I was yeah. like, I'll give this a go because I don't think the missile will enjoy it and it turned out to be a cracker. Yeah. Seeing how the, the, the level of detail they get on players. You Correct. know what I mean? Oh, we have all his stats. Yeah, but what's he like? You yeah. know, does he have a girlfriend? You know, yeah. does he get on with his parents? Where, you know, and that's where, where roughly what it from? was with Costner. He just, there was something about him that he wasn't yeah. quite... Yeah. And he's he knew just, if he didn't pick him, he was in trouble. He was gone, sacked a lot because yeah. everyone said he has to pick him or else. Yeah. But, um, definitely, definitely. We'll leave it Draft Get it on Netflix. Watch it. Savage. Afternoon. Another cracker, a little offbeat one. Invincible. It's a Disney movie, which obviously sends up a few red flares. It's it's a it's a Sunday afternoon movie. I but that's when I seen it. Really, uh, literally, ah. kind of a bit of a hangover day. Kind of just lying there. Yeah. There was Mark Wahlberg in a seventies gear, and I went, "Hold on, it's a bit early for boogie nights." <laughs> <laughs> so I pressed the info, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I pressed the info, and it was Invincible, and. <laughs> I was reading the, the, the synopsis of the movie and I was like, that can't be right, so of course, typical, what do you do? Go to Google. Is yeah. this true? And it was. They had open tryouts for the Philadelphia Eagles yeah. back in the late 70s for literally anybody to yeah. come up for a couple of days. And this guy was a bit of a high school player blah, yeah. blah, and a few of the lads go to him. He works in a bar, real stereotypical, yeah. down Play, the dumps. Plays a bit of yeah. kind of football out on the 
patch of muck yeah, across yeah, the road. exactly, with the lads. With and the lads. lads you and could have been somebody, God. blah, blah, blah. One of them. And uh, he goes for it, slowly but surely. And I think he got three or four seasons. Yeah, I think he did. With uh, the, in yeah. the NFL. I don't know whether it was entirely with the, the, the Philadelphia Eagles, but it's a cracking story, and, it's, yeah. and it is a true story. So them movies are always that bit more. Lovely obviously, bit it's all dramatised. And it's a, yeah, it's a, I think it's Disney. So. And obviously, Disney put their hands on it, so it is sugar. But it was true, which is what completely surprised me, and it wasn't Buggy Nights, which disappointed me. <laughs> Another <laughs> uh, shout then, one back from I'd say was it early nineties. Last Boy Scout, oh, Bruce Willis, probably Damon the, Wayans, probably the one of the most surprising intros to a movie ever. Yeah, uh, real dull, very dark. Now the, the, the I, floodlights are very poor. That in, in that movie, shocking. Yeah, I guess I would have abandoned that game. Now, I got to check it out here. I haven't even checked this. I'm guessing it's a Jerry Ruckheimer. Film. Potentially, yeah. Because Seriously dark, very little floodlights, very little horrendous rain, lots of rain, loads of slow mo, and the running back is doesn't look too healthy. He's not too happy in himself. Gets yeah. the ball, then pulls out a gun and manages to make his way to the end zone. Yeah, it's a, and bang, then up comes the titles, and you think, Christ, this could be good. Yeah, <laughs> and then it gets into a kind of diehard kind of thing with Bruce Willis coming in as a and Dan Wayne's is the, the star quarterback is kind of yeah ends up in on the. Jimmy. The investigation. Oh, you're getting it there, Jimmy. Something. That's gonna, that, that'll come back to me. Yeah, and he gets up on a horse at the end and yeah. shows just how good he is with, a, with, with his arm. Yeah. <laughs> I just, we should have put out spoiler alerts at the start of this. Uh, notable mentions then? Anything else then? I suppose we have to. Blindside? Blindside, obviously, yeah. That was actually on, on the, on the, the TV other night. Yeah. Crack yeah, yeah. A cracking movie with Sandra Bullock and um, I can't think of the guy's name. Not the actor, the, the actual yeah. player, but it's all the true story. She took, she took him in and did she adopted him. And yeah, they basically, uh, she was involved in a local high school and they got this guy in who hadn't really played a huge amount of football yeah. before, but was, was a big man monster. Yeah. yeah, and uh, they basically put him in as blindside cover. Yeah. He was the cover for the quarterback, which is after the quarterback, the highest paid position in yeah. American football. You have to protect the money. Yeah, that's it. So you've got yeah. to pay the money to protect the money. The fart knocks of the team, huh? That's it. So that's basically where I came from. Again, Oscar winner, possibly, yeah. as a movie. Uh, yeah, no, she, I think she did, yeah. Or the movie. Sandra Bullock did, anyway. Definitely picked up a couple ah, of It's a great movie, and she's brilliant in it. And then, same thing, all true story, and it's all true. So that's what makes it even more fascinating, and it's one of them that... Yeah. Um, a little notable mention, because I threw this on the well, side going, I'll try and get in. Football. I always remember that bit at the end. Wildcats. I knew you could. <laughs> get in there. Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. What? I, I just wrote it down Oh we should have got the music But basically Isn't it a ragtag high school team Or something And yeah. she ends up the coach or She ends up as the coach And <laughs> uh, Just that Quality Football Yeah it, I just remember that At the end of the movie Yeah I'm going to watch that later That's it I got yeah, it well, okay. So that's another one that's it, it's, And it's good fun And Goldie Hawn Back in the day When she was Everything she touched Turned to gold in the 80s That's it Very, um, very true Obviously Jerry Maguire Yeah there, there's, a, there's a football movie That has everything Yeah Everything for the lads, everything for the girls, everything for the couples, everything. Uh, you have lined up here the... Ah, well, there's the one and only quote, so... We stick it on here. Listen, we'll just play that first. Okay. Then, she, she the quote. This Jane is McGuire. it. This is the quote. You complete me. <laughs> what in the name of God be your God? That was it. Sure, what else could it be? It's Jerry Maguire. Right. You have the ultimate football movie right, with the quote. This is it. You had me at hello. Get in. There you go. That's how it goes. Such a beautiful movie. 
Yeah, now you're, now you're right. That is the number one. There is no other, is there? <laughs> Listen, we all know what it is. I'm not saying it. I'm not doing it, but no, just watch it. We all know. But uh, uh, I nearly said Terry Tips. I think his name was Tyndall, wasn't it? Cuby Gooden Jr. Something oh. Tyndall. For some reason, I said Terry Tips. <laughs> well, that was Terry Tips, yeah. Um, I think it was Tyndall, but uh, great. And uh, even at the end, when he's being interviewed in the cars, everyone cries, and this guy's in this guy, and gets, he gets the new contract, and I told myself I wouldn't cry. Ah, it's a great movie, and the kid is brilliant. There's just so much in it. Yeah. It's got a bit of everything. So that's obviously Jerry Maguire. Um, we're tipping along nicely here. He's longest. Sure. Oh, go on, go for it. I was going to say, just we had the longest yard, which has been remade twice. So yes, Adam Sandler remade, remade as American football, obviously. And then it was the, the, mean, the machine mean Machine, was the, the football Jones. version of it with Vinnie Jones. The original was Jason Statham. 70s? 74. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Um, Ends up in jail. Yeah, he's, he's a quarterback who gets done for taking bungs. Correct. He's, t- he's throwing games and he gets put in prison for it. Yeah. And... Um, Kind of in an escape to victory kind of way. Yeah, they take the, on the, the prison guards want to take on the convicts. The, the convicts, and are used to winning and beating them up. And finally, the convicts decide to get one back. <laughs> and it's it's a quality movie, and it is a great movie. No, they all are, but that's I like, I like the seventies one. Bit. Now, Me Machine's good. Yeah, I'll give them that, like the the, the soccer version, but, the, the, but that's not what we're about today. Adam Sandler's now Burt Reynolds. No, that's correct. And he actually brings him into this, doesn't he? Burt Reynolds is in it. He's kind of as in a the remake. He plays the older guy. Yeah, he's kind of yeah, yeah, the brains of the operation. Yeah. Uh, quick mention of Ace Ventura for the comedy. Laces out, laces out, Einhorn. <laughs> <laughs> there's just too much. There, uh, I'm not going into this any much too much further because there's just too much. Ace Ventura is hilarious and. It just sneaks in the fact that it's American football just purely because obviously they have to find the Dolphin from the Miami Dolphins. That's it. And um, it introduces us to Jim Carrey like on a much bigger level. Obviously he's around in living colour and whatever else but it, it just that's that does. what set him into the stratosphere. And uh, let's just uh, let's just get this is when he discovered that Finkel is Einhorn. Lou Hill I don't know how much the of the physical, the physical comedy we can actually talk through this. What the? That's it. That's it. Einhorn is Finkel. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is a man. Oh my God! Einhorn is a man. <laughs> <laughs> the crying game in the background oh, right. the next three minutes of that is that you will cry yourself cry yourself silly with that one amazing so, movie obviously we kind of touched on the true stories and the real kind of lumping yeah. your throat soft ones and the comedy ones there's loads of them and there's plenty of the rebel rousing ones and as we said there is the typical on any given Sunday the one inch so we've decided to finish with Remember the Titans uh, amazing movie based back in the 50s, 60s? Back in integration. Yeah. And Denzel Washington comes in as the head coach and I can't think of the guy's name. He's his assistant coach. Yeah. And the amalgamy, um, both blacks and whites, and like segregation is finished and of course, big pressure on this team and of course, everyone's against it because they're the first ones and they end up getting to the final because they have the best of both worlds and the best of the best players. Yeah. And of course... That's because they've got Turk from Scrubs. (laughs) 
exactly. And, and a young Ryan Gosling. But Ryan Gosling's in it, as yeah. I just seen in the YouTube. I forgot. And Hayden Panettiere is 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 the assistant coach kid. And basically, this is in the final. The umpires are starting to the umpires are turn everything against it because yeah. like they can't win this. Simple it's down well. south. Yeah, exactly. They've had it's their a, fun. It's in the homeland of football. So yeah. they are not letting an integrated So they've had their fun. They can't win this. And this is when the assistant coach comes out and basically calls the ref. Yeah, listen to this. You call this game fair. Or I'll go to the papers. I don't care if I go down with you. But before God, I swear I'll see every last one of you thrown in jail. You dig your own grave. Defense on me! Okay, Petey, don't you drift to the strong side. Coach, they're calling a holding penalty on me every time. Did I ask for your excuses? You want to act like a star? You better give me a star effort, do you hear me? Forget about him! Alan, you're in! Come on! All right. Now, I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz all night! And if they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm gonna take every last one of you out. You make sure that they remember forever the night they played the Titans. Leave no doubt! <laughs> Leave no doubt. Leave no doubt. Are anybody going out to play a match this morning? Yeah, good luck to all you underage teams, seniors, whoever. Remember Put on that. your laces, get out for a run. Come they on, do, do not it. make a yard. <laughs> so anyway, listen, Darren, pleasure. Thanks for helping us out today. No problem. And an absolute joy to be back in. Exactly. And hopefully Roy can come back next week once he, uh, the, the powers that be let him play. Uh, like, obviously, his, his one week suspension. Yeah. Uh, and I hope he's enjoying Prague, really. But we'll leave it at that. <laughs> but uh, listen, thanks a million for today. Listen, everyone at home, I hope you've enjoyed yourselves. And thanks again to Steve. He's listening now in Australia. Uh, much, uh, much appreciated. Everyone have a great day. Enjoy the festival down in the village today. Big family day out. The guards, try not to get locked up. Get your fingerprints done. And uh, no one, don't bother buying a duck because I'm going to win the duck race. <laughs> I'll say hello to Tony uh, Trekking. And say hello to all our gang down there, the Liffey Sound crew, who are going to be on the outside broadcast today. And uh, we hope you all have a great time. Listen, have a great weekend. Enjoy the rest of the day. Good luck. See you guys.